0: Morning, everybody, Good morning. and welcome to this morning's service. We have with us John North, who is the longest-serving local preacher in the circuit. Not to be confused with his brother, as I did. Uh, just a couple of notices. There is a. Uh, There are now paper copies of the proposed working arrangements in the hall uh, as you come in, if anybody wants one. Uh, Also, we have the Methodist Prayer Handbook available. They are um, at a cost, but they are now £4.50, if you would like one, uh, please pay Don or David. Um, and the last announcement I have is: after the service, there is there are refreshments, uh, and there is cake as well as biscuits for um, a certain person's last service on the AV desk and I won't mention any more about that. It costs me money all the time. (laughs) Right, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead and move on swiftly to do the prayer. I found this at half past nine this morning. Very unprepared I was, but it was quite poignant given the week that I've had. Um, So let us pray. Let us go quietly to God when troubles come to us. Let us never stop to whisper or complain and fret and fuss. Let us hide our thorns in roses And our sighs in golden song. And our crosses in a crowd of smiles, wherever things go wrong. For no one can really help us, as our troubles we bemoan. For comfort, help and inner peace must come from God alone. So do not tell your neighbour, your companion or your friend, in the hope that they can help you, bring your troubles to an end. For they too have their problems, they are burdened just like you. So take your cross to Jesus and he will see you through. And waste no time in crying on the shoulder of a friend, but go directly to the Lord, for on him you can depend. And there's absolutely nothing that his mighty hand can't do. And he never is too busy to help and comfort you. Amen.
1: Do you know I'm right glad to see thee. It's such a long time since I've been here. It's like a decade, not so but I was really glad when I was able to take an appointment for Wendy and to bring God's word to you. Words were going through my mind uh, after breakfast. And I thought, that's a psalm, that's a psalm. It simply goes like this. "This This is the day that the Lord has made. And this is where I got confused. Because the psalm says... And it's an invitation. Let us rejoice. So no sad faces. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm glad to come. Let us glad to worship. And will we, we turn, if you've got a hymn book, to 186. But it's quite simply, tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord. Thank you, Rob.
2: We come now to our prayers of adoration, thanks, and confession. But before we do that, I wonder if you want to just turn round and look just at the back at the banner. Um, that was that was done. It's not going to stay for for a long time, but it, it, it just to show you what the uh, the children in the kids club um, have been doing. Uh, part of what they've been doing um, in the, their activities on a Wednesday morning that we've sort of expanded while the, while the school holidays have been on. Uh, they've been doing all sorts of different things. And this, thing, this week was all about friendship. And uh, so that was part of what they've been doing. So I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, yeah. So let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Tell out, my soul, the greatness of the Lord. Father God, we come together this morning to worship you, to tell out to all around us your greatness, your mercy, your power, your care, your faithfulness. We look at the world around us and see the wonder of your creation from the vastness of the oceans, the splendor of the mountains and the spectacular sunsets to the tiniest insects and creatures which all work together to make this world such a rich and wonderful planet. We come with thankful hearts for your love and care for us, for our families and friends, for our homes, our work, our leisure activities, all that makes up our lives. We thank you most of all for Jesus, for his life here on earth, which showed us how to live life in all its fullness, for his death on the cross, showing just how much he loved us, for his resurrection, meaning that we can be forgiven and free, and for sending the Holy Spirit so that we can live out the life you want for us, bringing your kingdom that little bit closer for those around us. We know, Lord, that we're not perfect. We say and we do things which hurt others. We do things which spoil your wonderful creation. In the stillness, we confess these things which create barriers between ourselves and you and between ourselves and others. Lord, we confess our sin. We ask for your forgiveness because of the love of Jesus which is so high, so low, so wide that nothing can separate us from you. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen.
1: Amen. Now, it says children. Who hasn't been a child?
3: <laughs>
1: right, now, uh, I know there are some here have been to Sunday school here. I challenge you. If you've been to Sunday school here, I want two people. Would you come out to the front? You don't have to do anything special. That's it. I've got one there. Yeah? Yeah? I've got another one here has been to Sunday school. You'll need your daddy. I'm going to ask a question, right? Are you, what's your name? What's your name? Can you tell them your name? What's your name? What's your name? Tell me that Violet. 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 Oh, that's a lovely name, Violet. <laughs> right, you, you're going to help me now, aren't you? you right, yeah? Now, there's a question here. Be honest. How many of you, when you were a child, went to Sunday school? Put up your hands. Would you count that side? And you count that side.
3: Very
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right, how many?
1: 17. I got
0: nineteen.
1: You got nine. Well, that's 36, isn't it? Yeah. Be honest, how many of you never went to summer school?
4: The
0: uneducated.
1: No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. How many is that then? Oh
0: one, two on my side.
1: How many are the side? Five. And how many other side? I've got two on the side. You got two. The big a big difference. Now well, the big difference is this. Hopefully, if I said to you, what we were you told? If I said this at New Longstern, as it was, hope now, I'd be, I know with the answer because I would say, what did Auntie Mary tell you?
3: <laughs>
1: and do you know what the answer was? I got, I got this last week, that Jesus loves us. Yeah? Now, unfortunately, for those who didn't go to Sunday school when they were small, they missed out on something precious—that Jesus was somebody who loved them, right? And you—are you learning that Jesus loves you now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is the, the difference. Now, there is a story in the Bible. Do you want to sit down to go on? <laughs> It, it, very, 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 you all know the story where it says that Jesus was there and there were some children and them that knew better the, the priests and the church folk said send them away we don't want them do you know what it's like to be sent away when you're not being wanted what did Jesus do if we got, if we got all the ro- rules on safeguarding, actually... <laughs> because he picked them up and he put them on his knee and he hugged them. you can't do that now, can Well... <laughs> do, do you not see what I'm trying to say? We've got the children... And sometimes, the way we behave is to say, no, we don't want you. But what Jesus is saying, they are the most precious thing that you have in your lives. And just as I love you, says Jesus, you must love them and make them welcome. Now, my little girl, (laughs) right she had a horrible experience when she lived in London which put her off men dad didn't get a hug for years and years and years until she found love The world is missing love. Right? And the young ones at the back, we got to make sure they are included. Forget, safeguarding. there's somebody else watching you. Give them a hug. Or ask permission, can you? <laughs> but you see what I'm meaning? Because remember that can you can even remember that song that we used to sing. "Jesus Love is very wonderful. Who doesn't know it? Hey, everybody knows it. Do you think, are, are we going to sing it to some government? Yeah? And you all have to stand up and give yourselves plenty of room, won't you? Well, that's shoes Ron because he's, he's got a bad back. <laughs> you can tell I've been here before, can't you? <laughs> right? Jesus' love is very wonderful. Right? And so... Wide, so high, so high, so wide, so low. We can't. Ready? Are we ready? We've just got to say, whatever they're doing, we God bless the children, <laughs> and the older children as well.. <laughs> and now I'm to hand over to Don
5: Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I think a lot of you have gathered already that. Uh, it's a, a special Sunday for us, and particularly for Georgia. It's a sad Sunday, really, because uh, uh, she's leaving us not all together. I hope we—I think we'll see her from time to time, um, but she's taking up um, a college course at Cardiff Metropolitan. I've got that right. Uni. Uni. There we go. In September. Um, I mean, we know Georgia in all sorts of different ways, don't we? But particularly because she's often. More, more often than not sat on the desk at the back doing the AV and she's been great and uh, she reminded me that she's been doing it since she was 11 years old wow. yeah so she's done really well and she's blaming John and myself for getting it started apparently I mean George probably doesn't realise when you get a bit more senior your memory doesn't work as well as that does it? But,
1: that's true I recognise
5: that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But apparently we were stuck for somebody on the desk one Sunday, uh, all those years ago, and uh, apparently we were to blame for encouraging Georgia to start doing the AV. And, um, well, it's got to the stage now where she shows us how to do it, not the other way around. (laughs) She's been great. Now, there's a lot more to Georgia than her skills on the AV desk, um, and a lot more than I realised until she... she wrote me a list out, and this isn't everything this morning. I'm going to rattle it through this very quickly, because I didn't realise she's involved in all these different activities. She's involved in the Lancashire Youth Council, the Youth Focus Northwest Board, the Young Minds Youth Panel, the Young Minds Young Writers, the Leaders Unlocked Youth Violence. <laughs> Thank you. Reduction Youth Panel, Leaders Unlocked Youth Board, Leaders Unlocked to Mental Health, Foundation Young Leaders Project, Leaders Unlocked Young, Lives Project Mental Health Re- Research. Research is Related, <laughs> Brit- <laughs> British Youth Council Careers and Enterprise on the Advisory Board, She's a very rounded person, isn't she? And I think we're very proud of her here at Bamber Bridge and all that she's achieved. Um, and she started travelling widely. She's been to Hungary with Youth Focus Northwest. And she's off to Romania, which is where our little doggy came from. So, any doggies you see, just give our regards, won't you? She's challenging Keir Starmer. She's off to the Labour Party conference in October, is that right? yeah there we go so lots and lots that we did know and we didn't know about georgia um so we wanted to say a little thank you this this morning for a a token of thanks for what she's done for us um yes i was all right i brought my little envelope do you want to come up georgia and i'll give you a little envelope She styles our casual footwear as well, don't you? <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much, Georgie. Thank you. Our steward today, who I think knows Georgia quite well.
0: <laughs> never met before in my life.
5: has got some flowers for her. I was the last one to get her girl. Can I just pray on your behalf for Georgia and Sue? Father, we do thank you for the service of Georgia during all her adolescent years, and it's great to see her as an adult going on into the world to do new things and to serve you in new places. And we pray for her, your protection as she goes to Cardiff and all the many other places that she's travelling to. We pray that she will find you wherever she travels. We pray you bless the relationships that she makes, new friends, new people to care for and be cared for by. And we pray for Sue, it'll be a big adjustment for her as well, and we pray you bless her and give her her peace about Georgia. Bless them, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. just just one last brief word um, you maybe have noticed over the last two, three weeks we've got a couple of recruits Alex is there this morning Oliver's on his holidays so George has been showing the ropes for them and I'll, I'll be taking that over in September to help them learn but uh, you'll have seen the request in the notices um, Oliver and uh, Alex have both got their own commitments on a Sunday they can't be here every Sunday so if there's anybody who feels they could Learn how to use the desk. It won't be every Sunday, but we're glad to, uh, to train you up. I've got one or two names, but just let me know uh, if you're interested in doing that. Thank you. Thank you, John. Beep,
1: beep. Now, I have got down on my list that we are taking up our offering for the Lord's work. Come on, Don, you're not finished. <laughs> Lord with love we make this act of giving and we remember the other ways in which people give to the work here at this place receive Lord our thanksgiving bless it that it might be multiplied that more and more people will come to know of the love of Jesus. So we pray in his precious name. Amen. Amen. We come now to a reading from God's word. amazing how I trust. (laughs) Thank you.
4: This reading is from the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 4. It comes at the end of the passage about the temptation of Jesus, and it's headed, Jesus Rejected at Nazareth. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone on the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing All spoke well of him And were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked Jesus said to them Surely you will quote this proverb to me Physician, heal yourself Do here in your hometown what we heard you have done in Capernaum I tell you the truth, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many people in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built, in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Amen thanks be
1: to God thank you that was his party manifesto he said that's what I'm going to do and I trust that you know when we come to have to make our mission statements as we have had to do our mission statements are embodied in those words And I'd like you to turn to a hymn now which is 404 in the book which is all about God's spirit being in our hearts and he tells us to give the good news to the poor, tell prisoners that they're prisoners more, etc, etc. Will you stand and sing with me, God's spirit is in my heart.
2: God's Spirit is in my heart. He has called me
3: and sent me apart. This is what I have to do, what I Father sent me, so I'm sending you out to be my witness throughout the world, the whole of the world. Two shirts on your back. God's workers can earn their own keep.
1: do something for me? Will you pray for the word of God that I have to deliver? And as you are doing that, I will pray for you that you will be able to receive it. Let's pray. And we bring our prayers in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I've entitled the word, Walking with Jesus. I want to start, basically, uh, when Jesus set himself apart with God and he went into the desert. And we know that it says he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. When he comes out, he found there's a strange fella baptising people in the Jordan. He was a bit unkempt, he he had long hair, well, lots of fellas have long hair now, but he particularly was uh, stood out because of the way his hair was and everything. But he had this kind of connection with people, and he was saying, if you mean what you're saying, if you mean that you want to repent and that you are repentant, Well, come and show it, and I'll baptise you. And what happens is that Jesus, coming out from the desert, sees what's going on, and he goes over to John and he says, I want you to baptise me. Now John says, wait a minute, I'm not even worthy to be able to untie your shoelaces. More less saying, you're the son of God. I can't do this. Jesus said, look, I'm human. The first thing about walking with Jesus is to recognise his humanity. He actually knows all about what we do and what we don't do. But in the moment when he came out of that, that river, scripture says the spirit descended on him and it was in the kind of form of a dove that is saying to us that Jesus was anointed he was full of the spirit and that directed how he lived bearing that in mind I just want to take you to one or two places Now, uh, some 16 years ago, your superintendent minister married my daughter at what was New Longton Chapel. And I walked from home with Elizabeth to the chapel. And there, the minister was trembling because it, it, it wasn't because he was marrying two people. It was because... Of all the parsons that were there and, and what have you. But everything went well. And after the service and the photographs, we walked across the village cricket field. Elizabeth didn't do what I dared her to do, was to walk across the pitch while they were playing. And they went we went to the village hall. And people said, you know, that was just like an old fashioned village wedding. Jesus lived in a village. And it says in Scripture there was a a wedding at Cana in Galilee. And Jesus was there. And like all good wed- weddings, something went wrong. They ran out of drink. I don't know why, but they kind of went to Mary, Jesus' mother, didn't go to him. But the words that struck me in this passage were these. Mary said, whatever he tells you, do it. I wonder, when we're in the presence of Jesus, wherever it might be, and we get that little nudge, You know, do we do what he says? I can think of a time, uh, it was, I think, 2009. One of our members had a, a nudge that we should start up a group for toddlers. We had nothing. We've got so many toys now, we don't know what to do with them. And when we came back after COVID, we had a new set of parents came. The person said to me, well, she said, what do you think about it? I said, go for it. That's getting the nudge, the nudge from the spirit. Do we always act on it? there was always crowds <clears throat> when Jesus was walking about you couldn't get away from them they wanted to hear what he had to say and so forth then this particular day there was, they were in a crowd and a fellow came over from the, the other, other direction but he wasn't one of them he wasn't an Israelite because he was the servant of a Roman soldier. When he got over to Jesus, he said, my boss has told me to come to you. You'll excuse the ordinary language I'm using, not scriptural. My boss has told me that his servant is unwell. And he says, if you say the word for him to be healed, he knows it will happen. You can imagine the reaction, can't you, of all those Jews. Who's this fellow coming across? He's not one of us. Why is he listening to him? Says his servant, my boss, he's a man who has authority. And if he says to somebody, go, they go. And if he says somebody else to come here, they come. And he says, "He knows that you're a man of authority too. So just say the word, and it will happen." Are we side of the fence? Are we on there? Are we saying it, it, it can't come? It's not for anybody else unless they come to church. Or have we got that deep faith that that other man was showing to know that Jesus simply had to say the word and that the healing would take place? You know, so often <clears throat> we're in the presence of Jesus and we miss out what he can do because we're just not giving him our trust I trust you, said that centurion. I trust you. This is the word I'm sending to you. I trust you. So just say it. Because I want my man, my servant, I want them to be well. When you say your prayers, when you pray for somebody, do you pray believing, trusting, that what you're asking for is according to God's will and it will be done I, I lived with a, a lovely couple when I first went to London they were lovely Christian people and I was new convert you know full of it and she always used to pray if it be your will and I thought she'd no faith she'd more faith than me because she's saying, if it is your will, it will happen. I remember one day she was ironing and, and they weren't very well off, that's why she took in lodgers. And she's saying, Lord, I haven't enough money to get Wilf's uh, medication. Standing there, if it's your will, Saturday morning, there's a brown envelope through the door, with money in it. I learnt an awful lot from that lady. Do we pray believing what we're asking for? And, and you can't get away from crowds, and all they are pushing and shoving. And Jesus suddenly stops and he says... He doesn't say it out loud. He just says... Somebody touch me. Don't be so daft, says Peter. There's all these folk here. And you say somebody touch you. You must be joking. Jesus says... Somebody... Touch me. Look to the background of the story, dear friends... That lady was ostracised. She was cut out. She, She was made to be like a leper because she had a condition, a blood condition for years and years. She spent lots and lots of money but had no cure. But because it was a blood disease, she was regarded as being unclean and whatever she touched or wherever she went, nobody went with her. She was on her own. But with all that crowd, she had that little bit of faith. And she knew if she just got anywhere near Jesus, even to, if you you really want to look into it, it says she touched the tassels on his cloak, prayer tassels. But that's not the point. She actually stretched out in that crowd, and she touched his cloak. everybody is wanting to keep her away from jesus but she jesus says whoever you are and he uses the word daughter she wasn't just anybody to jesus she was special daughter you are now cleansed from the, your condition you are made whole again. The amazing thing with walking with Jesus is this. He knows. He knows even before you share it with anybody else. He knows when you're worried. He knows when you're ill. He knows, he knows all about you. And you can't escape. But Jesus gives the opportunity for you to be able to come to Him and say, Lord, I don't really know what to say, I have to explain this, but. And in that but, you feel those arms around you, you feel that somebody cares. We started off, somebody loves you. That's walking with Jesus. And I want to take you to a place where I've been. I've been to the Holy Land. And I've been to the place where there were three crosses. there were three crosses and the people who were hanging there were in agony including Jesus Jesus in his most torturous of moments understands and cares let me tell you about it as Jesus looks down he sees a man and a woman. The woman was his mum. Not say it was his mother. It was his mum. And in his agony, he's thinking, what's going to happen to my mum when I'm no longer here? And alongside Mary... Is John, his best mate. I wonder. I wonder. He doesn't ask any questions, will you, or anything like that. He said, Mother, here is your son who is going to look after you. And to John he says, Brother, This from now on is your mum. For me, look after her. The one thing about Jesus, he might seem to be the furthest away and not really concerned. In this case, we're talking about being in agony. But he knows and he's concerned. Concerned about you and me. But also either side of him there were two men and one's cussing and swearing even worse than some of the footballers I, I was listening to yesterday on the field and his mate says hold on a minute we're all in the same boat here we deserve to be where we are because of what we've done But this fella, in the middle, he shouldn't be here at all. But he's still suffering like we are. And he says, you could just imagine saying, look mate, will you remember me? You know, that heartfelt cry that we could make more often than not. Jesus hears it and to that man he said today you'll be with me when I go to paradise do you need to hear that word today you'll be with me receive all that comfort but finally I want to walk on to after Jesus uh, rose from the dead I walked to a place where I stood by a wall and said, I can't go any further because it was when I had my back trouble. And Phil Goff, who was the leader of the the pack, he said, come on, John, if you get down there, we'll get you back. We went down onto the shore. And I can see it now as I look over that side, there were some black, black rocks. In my imagination, I saw Jesus standing on there. And as he was a, a Palestinian, he didn't speak Lancashire, but I heard him saying, hey lads, that's the court out. <laughs> and they said, there must be a bit after. There's no doubt there. He said, I tell you what, try it to the side of the boat. And we know the miracle of the fishes, 153, representing all the known species of fish that there were. Right. But I want you to work with me along along the shore. And Peter and Jesus are walking. And Pete, Jesus said, we've been together quite a bit. We've been through thicket, thin, and all this. He said, but... I'm not really sure about you, you know. Do do you love me? Those are the words in Scripture. Well, suppose, yes, I do, says Peter. All right then, says Jesus. I've got a job for you to do. Look after the sheep. And they keep walking, walking. Uh, And it's get." Peter, what, what, what's all this about then? Well, says Jesus, um, I'm really wanting to get to know really about you. You've been with me all these three and odd years, but I'm still not too sure about you, know. Well, yes. I, I, I do, do love you. I go for you. Well, says Jesus, look after the lambs then. This is getting a bit, bit, very close, very, very, very hard. Peter does love Jesus, but has he really shown it? And Jesus says, look, j- just, just make sure for me. look, says Peter, you've known me long enough and you know me now. I do love you. I want to do anything for you. Well, says Peter, Jesus, feed my sheep. Peter was crucified upside down, so we're told. He would do anything for Jesus. And this is the hard bit, dear friends, for any preacher, as those preachers among us, when we've got to say, it's alright listening, it's alright saying it's for everybody else, but I've got to say it to myself as Jesus says it to you do you love me and are you prepared to say wherever you go wherever you take me whatever you want me to do I'm yours and I will do it. And you know, sometimes there are people who have never had that invitation to follow Jesus and to love him. And what I've got to say to any of you, if you've never been invited to give your life and all that you are to Jesus, well, there's nothing to stop you doing it right now where you are. And speaking to somebody else afterwards and saying, you know, God really spoke to me this morning. You know there used to be one lady and every time I, I dreaded when I saw her at the door she said, she always used to say you've done it again. What she said was that God had spoken to her. God's speaking. And God's saying I'm walking with you as you walk with me. Do you love me? And I pray that all of you are saying, Yes, Lord, I love you. Amen. We turn to a hymn now, which leads into our prayer time. Prayer is the soul's sincere desire, uttered or unexpressed the motion of a hidden fire that trembles in the breast don't stand up to sing sit prayerfully as we sing that that, that prayer is the soul's sincere desire 529 in the book thank you Ron I'm going to ask you now to pray. You may never have had the invitation before. Don't worry. A little talk with Jesus makes it all right, all right. Just think you're talking to your friend quietly in your mind. And I'm going to give you some subjects to pray about. And first of all, i would ask you to pray for those who need to meet Jesus. You know who they are? For those who need to meet Jesus. You may have somebody on your mind who's ill. Somebody who's in difficulty. Somebody who's known only to you. Pray then using their name and pray that God will meet their needs. We can't ignore the world in which we live. A world at war. A world where people are fighting for their homeland, as in Ukraine. But we're hearing because of floods, many people are homeless in different parts of the world. I invite you to pray now for people at war, for people in the world in need. I would invite you to pray now for our country which sometimes seems to be leaderless and so much is happening at the moment, I invite you to pray for our political leaders, that they will lead and they will find solutions to problems. I invite you now to pray for yourself. Tell Jesus your name. It's me, O oh Lord. You know what I need. Simply say, Please hear my prayer, Jesus. Lord, we bring in the power of the Spirit and by the grace of the Lord Jesus, we bring our prayers to you now. And together we say, Amen. Amen. We close our worship. By singing 255 the words being the kingdom of God is justice and joy for Jesus restores what sin will destroy God's power and glory in Jesus we know and here and hereafter the kingdom will grow. We stand to sing the kingdom of God. the blessing the blessing of God the Father with his love the Saviour with his forgiveness and the Spirit with his presence and strength that blessing is ours to take and to share Amen